story, how your friends can help you. When you can't get into the house of God, then your friends help you get there and put you right where Jesus is ministering. Touch him, Jesus. Take If we need to roll him on the ground or whatever you got to do, touch him, Jesus. We've got room over here. Come on, kids, get closer. I can't see you when you're over there. I'd like to see who I'm preaching to. I'd like to see. I'd like to be able to look at you in the eyes. That way I can see into your soul. And I can, and I can, come on, if you got to roll your neighbor, if you got to carry your neighbor, stand up. There's, there's more for you. Stand up. <sighs> Nothing like a good blast of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> come on, we got more room over here. I gotta, if I can't see you. What if I got a healing for you? What if God has a... If I can't see... What if there's a healing for you? What if the Lord leads me to give you money? Stand up, you. Do you ever get enough? Do you ever get enough? got room right here i don't know if that's pastor scott's seat i want everybody to get as close as possible so we got chairs right there some guys are in the back come sit over here i can see you what if god's trying to give wants to give me a word for you and you're in your and you're back in the kitchen i can't see you you'll miss you'll miss it you'll miss it okay let's turn down the music just a little bit We just turned down the music there. Yeah, I, I like to see all my peoples. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Are y'all happy? Are you happy? <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, man, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody feel the glory of the Lord in here? Does it feel heavy? Stand up if you can. If you can stand up, I want you to stand up if you can. Just stand up if you can. Trust me. I'm not. Stand up if you can. Is it hard to stand up? Stand up. Like a big weight to you? Like a big heavy glory weight? Just stand up if you can. Stand up by faith if you can. Just stand up by faith in Jesus' name. Stand up, my brother, by faith in Jesus' name.
When the Holy Spirit touched you, just take it. Just take it. Have you seen those religious people? When when the presence of the Lord, they go like this. They go, preacher, you can pray for me. But when they receive prayer, they're like, mm. it's like you got to pray for me. I'm not going to, you're not going to get me with the anointing. <laughs> and the anointing's falling left and right, but people come up to receive prayer like a bullard. Here I am. It's like, I'm going to fight the anointing in the Holy Ghost. That's how some people receive prayer. They go up to receive prayer and to fight the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Isn't that silly? When you receive prayer, you ought not be fighting the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when God's moving, just let it go through you. Who? Who cares? Some people are so they care so much about what their friends are doing or thinking. Like, I don't know if I if I fall out in the Holy Ghost. I don't know if that cute boy over there is gonna see me. You know, girls. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. All right, don't do that around me. You know what you'll get. You'll get shot back. Let me pray. Let us pray. <laughs> Would be really weird if I all of a sudden got really, like, serious. That's good to be in the house of the Lord. Humana, 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 humana. What's so funny? I'm not really that funny, am I? People tell me my jokes are corny all the time. This one girl at CF and I told me one time, she said, Anthony, do you realize you're not funny? And I was like, I'm like, you don't think my jokes are funny? She's like, I've never been around you when you were funny. I was like, I was like, I am funny. I am. And I was like, no, I really, I joke a lot, really. But she's like, no, it's never been funny to me. And I was like, dang. I felt like a little bit wounded after that. But the Lord healed me. Amen. <laughs> Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this place right now. Come, Holy Ghost. Even on the webcam, those watching by webcam, may the Holy Spirit fill your place right now. <sighs> Holy Spirit, come. Pour out your glory in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Pour out the supernatural realm 
We love your presence, Holy Ghost. Oh, we love you, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this place. Baptize us afresh tonight. Send new rain upon us. Rain down. Saturate our souls tonight with your spirit, your rain, Jesus. Fill our cups tonight. Make us overflowing vessels tonight. Lord, may we be like trees planted by streams of living water tonight. In the name of Jesus, come and fill us, God. Pour out a spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of you right now, I pray. Take us into the revelatory realm right now, I pray, in the name of Jesus. You by webstream, may a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God fill you right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, take us into the revelatory realm of God that we would know God. This is eternal life that they would know God. Lord, help us to know you. Open up our eyes tonight. Open up our spiritual ears. Help us to tap into the heavenly realm tonight. We receive the deposit of heaven that you have for us tonight. Come in the name of Jesus. <laughs> right there, right there. Come right now in the name of Jesus. See, the peace of the Lord is just all over this place right now. The joy of the Lord. It's the atmosphere of heaven. Do you realize in heaven, there's not a bunch of sad, depressed people walking around? They're not saying, oh, not another million years of eternity. They're saying, wow, this is the biggest blast ever. And 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 they're comforted, amen? They're comforted. They're People in heaven are in perfect comfort, perfect peace, and perfect joy. So when the atmosphere of heaven fills, we feel the perfect peace. We feel the perfect joy. Amen? The correct response when you feel heaven is to drink it as much as you can. Drink, 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 drink. Let that go as deep as it is as possible. Let the atmosphere of heaven saturate you. Because when the power of God and the atmosphere of the heaven and the Holy Ghost fills you, it's going to change you. There's an interesting scripture. It says in Titus chapter 1. It says, uh, not by works of righteousness that we have done, but by the washing and the regeneration of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the washing and the regeneration of the Holy Ghost. And and you have a lot of religious people out there. Like we learned last night that are spinning their prayer wheel. Counting their beads bowing to their statues, making statues, in their act of worship, obeying their sacraments like it's a like they're trying to make their bank account in heaven balanced. But they miss the boat. 
Because Scripture never said it was about how good you could be and how good you could get yourself. Okay, people try to get themselves so good. I'm going to, I'm going to straight, you know, Pastor D, I'm going to come back to the Lord when I get all my ducks in a row. And I say, brother, you hadn't done a good job of doing that thus far. I had to tell somebody the other day, I said, sir, you get to Jesus and Jesus will fix you up. And how does Jesus fix you up? Through the Holy Ghost. And so the way we get changed is by simply receiving the Holy Ghost. But there are people out there, the way they receive the Holy Ghost is with their fists up. <laughs> or like a, or like a, a Martha. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. It's so important that we that you receive from the Holy Ghost everything that he wants to give to you. For a couple of reasons, Jesus said, wait, he didn't. He said, wait a little while in Jerusalem, Acts 1, 8, till the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you will receive power. Some people want to operate in power, but they forgot about the Holy Ghost. The only way you're going to operate in power is if you receive the Holy Ghost. So why? Oh, some people say, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't need to be laid out on the ground. I don't need a, I don't need to fall on the ground to receive from the Lord. And it's like they 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 judge the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. And they say, "Holy Spirit, I don't want that." Don't you think that grieves the Holy Ghost? But let me tell maybe somebody listen by webstream. Maybe maybe the Lord's trying to get something to you. And maybe the Lord's way of delivering it to you is not like you had thought it would be. And maybe when it comes upon you, there's really an encounter. There's really a, a dramatic change or a, a place of power contact in your life that it leaves that moves you not like okay you receive prayer uh oh that was nice thank you for your little prayer no 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 sometimes we pray and we expect as if nothing's gonna happen but no when you're praying for an encounter of the holy spirit and he touches you something's gonna happen it's not gonna just be oh that was a nice little thingy and you just go on the same as you were no, no, no. When you encounter the Holy Ghost, why can't it just blast you on the ground? Why can't he? It, it, some of these things that we've learned through traditions and religion have done more to drive us away from God. Done more to drive us away from depending upon the Holy Spirit. It's so important that our focus and the emphasis of our Christianity is the Holy Spirit.
like I said last night to the student to the students, it's we the, the Lord desires that true worshipers come and worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. That's Christianity. Spirit and in truth. Now, what's the truth? The truth is the word of God. Our Christianity is based upon the word of God. We believe that the word of God is infallible. We believe that God inspired the word. Okay, that is the truth of God's word. Anytime you see a, a, anybody who, who is uh, headed the direction of heresy, the first direction they will go to is uh, claiming that the word of God is infallible. And that's a big problem. Because the minute you touch God's word, you touch God. In not so good way. Uh, it, it, the word of God says, according to Psalms. According to Psalms. Um, hold on one second. The word of God says that he's anointed. Above, well, he he has exalted above all things his name and his word. God has exalted his word. Amen. As scripture says, the uh, all scripture is profitable for correction, rebuke, instruction, and righteousness. So Paul the Apostle said that about the Old Testament. But also he's talking about his own scripture. The point of this is people say, well. What about this? What about that? Can't, I don't know if. Uh, there's all these different things that could have happened to the word. So but let me put it to you this way. Are you saying that Oprah Winfrey can put out a book? Barack Obama can put out a book. Uh, Jay-Z can put out a book. But Jesus Christ can't put out a book. Are you saying that God can't put out his book and keep it holy? So God has written the word and he's chosen the vessels by which to write it, to be his instruments or his pens. But at the end of the day, God wrote the word and God published his own book. And it's a little bit of a slap in the face to God when you say God can't write his own word or he can't keep it pure and holy. And if you were to do this study, you would find out. That the word of God has remained consistent. If you were to do this study, people, a lot of crackpot people out there say, well, don't you know the words like that? The words like I say, look, you don't even know. You never even studied. You don't even know about the Dead Sea Scrolls. You haven't even researched that the word of God is. What it says it is, it has not changed. If you look in the old Dead Sea Scrolls, it's the same. As. As it is today. So you have people that come against the word of God, but 
part of my sermon today is about the word of God. And there's a scripture that says. There's a scripture that says, though heaven and earth will pass away, my words will not pass away. That's the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will not allow his words to pass away. That Psalms I was talking about was Psalms 138, verse 2. I bow down towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish the, that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things that I've sent it. See, the word of God is extremely powerful. There's a scripture that says that he will confirm his word with signs and wonders. Now we want the signs and wonders, amen. But what is going to what is that the confirmation of? His word. His word. If the word of God says Isaiah 53, by his stripes you were healed. What does that mean? What does that mean? You were healed. Whatever the word of God says is automatically true. Even if it does not line up with what you have been taught. I know people that say, you know, I've talked to somebody and I've talked to them about the word and they were Catholic and they say, well, that's fine that the word of God says that, but I'm going to do this because I'm Catholic. So they preferred Catholicism over the word. I believe that's sin. Because the word of God says, uh, the Bible says you shall make no idol for yourself. And anytime you exalt something above the word, guess what you made? A little idol. Do you hear me out on this? And where I'm going with this is that the word of God demands our respect. The word of God demands our attention. The word of God shows us how to live. The word of God also is what gives us power. There are certain truths in the Bible that that are truth. It is truth. Amen. But the spirit of the Lord comes to manifest the truth. See, the Holy Spirit is always coming to confirm the works of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is always coming to demonstrate Jesus. The Holy Spirit is always coming to put Jesus on a platform. And to show and that his platform that, that the Holy Spirit put Jesus on is a platform of power. It's not a platform of dead religion. 
It's not a platform of an old statue or an idol or prayer beads. When the Holy Spirit puts Jesus on a platform, it's a platform of power. And it's a living power. It's not an extinct power. Religion is always fighting to take the power out of the Spirit, out of Jesus. And religion will say that Jesus only healed back then. Or that or that the, or the that healing was only with the last apostles. But you cannot believe that while believing in the word of God. Cuz it says Mark 16:15 and these signs will follow those that believe. In my name they will heal the sick, they'll cast out devils. These signs will follow those that believe. So what? If you're Baptist and you never see somebody healed, that's just because you don't believe. See, the, the Bible says that already. Mark 16, 15. When you don't believe, you're not going to see it. It, it. it says these signs will follow those that believe. Not the people that don't believe. So our belief is like a juncture. It takes what the Word of God says, and, it, and, the word, and the, our faith takes what the Word of God says and at face value. We have to take the Word of God at face value. I mean, I'm not going to adjust the Scripture. I'm not going to apply my own little pet doctrine, my own little twist to the Scripture, or, or based upon my, my traditions that I've grown up with. No, I read the Scripture for what it says. And what it says and what it means hands down. That's what reading the word at face value means. And when we read the scripture and we see a scripture like Matthew 10, 10. If you have your Bible, I encourage you to move along with me and let the word come alive to you. M Matthew 10, 10. An example, or 10.1, Matthew 10.1. And he says, and he called to him. Now, we're reading the word here, so we need to take this word at face value. That means we're not going to add anything to it. We're not going to subtract anything from it. He called his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. What does that mean? Are you a disciple of Jesus? What does that mean? You have been given authority. Say, well, I'm a Baptist. I don't believe a Christian can have a demon. I'm not. No, who cares? We're, we're taking the word of God at face value. And then it says, and to heal every disease. Now, God, Jesus is saying he's given his disciples authority to what? To heal every disease disease now what does that mean are you a disciple of jesus so what does that mean for you that if you're a disciple of jesus if we take the word at face value it says that you have been given authority 
to heal every disease. You. But our faith takes that scripture and grabs onto it and then pulls it into the natural. See, that is truth. That is truth, but your faith makes it alive. Your faith brings it into the here and now, and guess who comes to confirm that word? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit confirms His Word. So if we say, I have authority over every disease and over every affliction, and I'm praying in the name of Jesus, according to Matthew 10, 1, that you will be healed, what will happen? They will be healed, and who's going to come make it happen? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will manifest to prove God's Word. See, the Holy Spirit moves upon God's Word. When we speak the Word of God into the atmosphere, do you realize that atmosphere changes? If I just continue to say, and He called His twelve disciples, gave them power and authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. If I were just to speak that into the atmosphere here, guess what? That would begin to manifest in the atmosphere. You know, when God created the earth, he realized he spoke. He spoke in his word. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. When God spoke, it, his word created the earth. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the earth. And the, and the, and the earth was a, was a formless void. But when God spoke... His word caused the Holy Spirit to create. Reinhard Bunke said, God's word in my mouth is as powerful, where God's word in his mouth is as powerful as God's word in my mouth. See, God's word is powerful no matter who says it. So when you believe God's word and you speak God's word, guess what you're going to see? The same things Jesus saw. Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do also. And even greater works shall you do. So Jesus blew the lid off of it. He said, no longer is it just the things that I've done. You're going to do far greater. Do you believe that? Your belief makes it a reality for you. And the way you, you get the way you grab that with your faith is by simply doing it. This way, you take the word at face value. What it says, no if, ands, buts about it. If it says, I have authority over all kinds of sicknesses, over all kinds of diseases, that's what I have. 
And you say, well, what about when this happens? What about when that's happens? Who cares? Why does that bother you? Smith Wigglesworth, people ask me all the time. They say, Anthony, what happens when you don't see anything happen when you pray for somebody? I say, I quote to them Smith Wigglesworth. So Smith Wigglesworth said, I'm not moved by what I see, but by what I believe. So when the word is so ingrained in you, it governs you. It convinces you. You have to convince yourself by the word. Take the, the Bible says, be you not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform your not mind, renew your mind, convince yourself. Through the word, God's will. And it is God's will to heal, amen? For God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus that whoever believed in him should not die but have eternal life. See, God so loves people. There's a scripture, Romans 8, I'm trying to think. It says, uh, he who gave his son for us how will he not freely give us all things? So if God gave his son for you, which is he emptied out heaven for you, his most valuable possession, what's a little healing for him? And do you realize God sent his son to die for you? And he afflicted Jesus with your curse, with your sickness. Jesus became a curse for us. Like Pastor Scott quoted earlier, Galatians 3.13. He, he became a curse for us and redeemed us from the curse of the law. So why would the Heavenly Father afflict you with something that he's already made Jesus pay for? Why did he even put that on Jesus if he was going to make you do it all over again? You see, the work of the cross is, is not void. It wasn't in vain. Jesus didn't die in vain. The suffering he paid for was suffering for you so that you could be healed now. You know, religion always tries to put the word of God in a little box. Um, scripture that I quoted yesterday to the guys was um, Mark Mark seven five chapter seven. Uh, Mark chapter seven verse five, and the Pharisees and the scribes asked him. He said, "Why do your disciples not walk?" These Pharisees talking. Said, "Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands?" And he said to them, "Well," and Jesus said, "Well did." Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written this people honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me in vain do they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of men you leave the commandment of God 
and hold to the tradition of men. Some say word. You leave the word of God for the tradition of men. And the Pharisee spirit, that religious spirit, will get people to latch on to a, tr a religious doctrine of suffering. It's a works-based doctrine where if you suffer a little bit longer, if you, if you wait a little bit longer, if you, if you pay your dues a little bit longer, if you pay enough dues through your suffering, then God will heal you. So it's a performance-based healing. Anytime you're dealing with religion, you're always dealing with something performance-based. But like I said in uh, Titus, it's not by works of righteousness. Salvation is not a, a, a righteousness thing that you paid for. Neither is healing. Neither is deliverance. You see, when you got saved, Jesus died, sozoed you. Jesus sozoed you. The word sozo means to be saved body, soul, and spirit. Because you're three parts. Jesus died for all three parts of you. And his salvation package, Jesus gave you a three-part salvation package for your body, your soul, and your spirit. Spirit, spirit healing is salvation. When your spirit becomes alive in God, you are saved. When your, when your body is saved, you're healed. When your soul is saved, you're delivered. But none of this is a works-based system. It's a washing and regeneration of the Holy Ghost system. And it's based upon, it's incumbent upon us just receiving. See, the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. It does say, a religious person will read that and say, all the promises of God, of God are yes, but if you do this and then amen. See, religion always tries to take a little price tag on what God gives for free and say, if you do this little price tag, then you'll get what you're looking for. The problem is, the minute you go for that price tag, you've already slipped into doubt. Because you made the mistake of believing that you can earn something that God gives for free. And... And by buying that price tag, you're saying that God is not good enough to give it to you where you're at. Because the way we get something in the first place is not by our own righteousness. We are not good enough to try to earn it as it is. So when we buy into the lie that you have to perform, basically you're buying into the lie that you're good enough to perform. And when you're good, you think you're good enough to perform, that's pride. Because it is not about how good you are or what you can do, my friend. It is all about Jesus. It is not about, say this way, it's not about my works and how good I can do. It's about Jesus' work and how good he is. Because by faith, it's already there, sister. You've been praying 10 years, glory to God, but it's already there. And you see how that religion, it just robs people 
of what's freely theirs. You can have what God wants to give you right now. That's a miracle. When you believe and you uh, there's a scripture. Really want to give it to you now. It. A miracle is you receiving what is yours right now. People say, people, you know, how, sometimes I think what people want to know about miracles, and I try to give them some kind of something that will help them. The reason... I believe in miracles is because I believe that God is so good to do a miracle. And because God is so good, he would not let you wait another day. And I believe that. So when you're praying for a miracle, you're, you're believing, God, you're so good to heal them right now. And you convince yourself upon the goodness of God. You convince yourself upon God's will to love people, to heal people. You convince yourself knowing that, okay, God wants this person healed more than I do. Amen? So therefore, I can believe. And that perfect love casteth out all fear. The love of God. That means I have no doubt, no fear, or unbelief in my mind. When I pray for somebody, they're going to be healed. Because why? God loves. God loves. See, love is almost a bad word to a religious person. Because they, because God accepts my work. It's all a workspace system. It's not relational. It's like, God is my boss. I'm so, I'm here today as your employee, Lord. Religious person doesn't like to hear about miracles. They don't like that. Miracle. You mean you've been performing so well that God gave you a miracle? Who do you think you perform so well there, buddy? Don't you know what I do? I ain't never seen a miracle. Forget about your miracle. You see, God shows his power through his children. He doesn't show his power through his professionals. God gives grace to the children, but resists the professionals. The people that think they know it all, but are not in fellowship with him. They're like, oh, Martha. In the Bible, you got Martha and she's like, She's serving it up. She's like, she's scrubbing. She's cleaning. She, she goes, Jesus. What is Mary doing? She's on her sweet little tush in front of you, Jesus. Doesn't she know we got work to do? Jesus, you need to tell her. 
to come and help me work. Jesus, tell Mary to get off her sweet little behind and make herself useful. And Mary's like, I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand. I lavish my love on you like perfume. And, and there's Martha. What's she doing? She's looking at Mary. I'll tell you what. If I have my little way. Oh, religious Martha couldn't stand Mary. Sweet little old Mary. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand. Anybody heard that voice before? Jesus! You better get up. You better tell. You better tell, Mary. But what did Jesus say? He said, he said, Martha, you've been much to do about many things. But Mary has chosen the best part and it will not be taken from her. And so Jesus just in a very nice way puts Martha in her place. Because Martha was just this religioned out person. And she got in the she got focused on working for Jesus instead of spending time with Jesus. Instead of receiving from Jesus. Instead of knowing Jesus. Instead of loving Jesus. And let's, you, you hear what I'm saying? And the way you receive your healing is just by loving on Jesus and knowing who Jesus is and receiving the washing and regeneration of the Holy Ghost. Because loving God is going to attract His presence. Isn't that good? It's going to attract Him. And you're going to know how good He is. Amen? That's how you're going to get your miracle. And when you get a hold of who Jesus is, how good he is. I said to the guys last night, I said, the way you get powerful in the Lord is by getting as close as possible to the power source. Get as close as you can to the power source. Get filled up with Jesus. And Jesus is going to come out. And you're going to see people healed. Amen. Scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. But that religion, that stinky religion, it just doesn't make any sense. When you when you place the word of God as emphasis in your life and as as the focal point of your life and you believe 
when you connect your faith with that and you believe, no, it is God's will to heal this person. God has given me the authority. God loves this person. God wants them to be healed. God wants them to know who he is. And you pray out of that place of love, which you can't have if you're just working. Now work, 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 work. If, you're, if that's where you're coming from, you're going to know nothing about his love. But when you spend time with the love of God, guess what? Miracles will come out of the love. Amen. Draw close to Jesus and you'll do the things that he does. There's a scripture that says Daniel chapter 11, I believe. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32 those that know the Lord their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Those that know the Lord their God. You want to see great exploits, miracles? Know the Lord your God. Believe what he says is true. Face value. No doubt, no fear, no unbelief. It is what it is. When I lay hands on the sick, Mark 16, 15, they will recover. It is what it is. I don't consult what I'm seeing, feeling, tasting, touching, whatever. It is what it is. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to see it when you pray for somebody. Faith is not a feeling. It's a knowing. When I talked to T.O. Osborne, he said that to me. He said, faith is not a feeling, it's a knowing. Faith is what you know. Do you know that the word of God is true and it's real? Then that's faith. Faith is what you know. God's word is always faithful. His love is always faithful towards us. He's always faithful to do wonderful things for us. Amen. His name is. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given unto him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That the name of Jesus, that's what the word of God says, Philippians 2.9, that, in the, that, uh, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. That means the name of cancer shall bow. The name of scoliosis shall bow. The name of arthritis shall bow. And when you speak the name of Jesus with faith, guess what has to obey? If you, if you, whatever you say, believing in your heart that you have it, you will have whatever you say. If you say it, if you speak the word of faith into something, you will have whatever you say in the name of Jesus. It's not just any other name. It's the name and it's the power of Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? It's face value. It's absolutely yes. When you resolve yourself on the inside, no, absolutely yes, they will be healed when we pray. They will be healed. 
Say, well, he's still limping. No, 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 no. He, he will be healed. I prayed for a girl one time in the house of prayer at, at, uh, at CFNI. And I prayed for this girl. She had like a little cast on her knee or like a little brace. I prayed for her. I saw her wincing by the soundboard. I said, can I pray for you? And, I, and she said, sure. And I, so I prayed for her. And I could see the pain on her face. In the name of Jesus, command this knee to be healed in Jesus' name. And she goes, and I go, well, does it feel better? And she goes, um, uh, yeah, I guess. And I was like, you're just saying that. I mean, I can tell that it, you're not, it's not actually feeling better. You're just saying that. To be nice. But I said, listen, I'm standing on Mark 16, 15, that when we lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Are you standing on Mark 16, 15? She's like, yeah, I'm standing on Mark 16. I said, well, then you're good to go. You will recover. And I left. It's like, see you. And I went out the door back to my dorm room. And my buddy in the house of prayer who saw me praying for her said, hey, bro, when you left about 15 minutes later, that girl all of a sudden ripped off her brace off of her knee, started jumping up and down and giving a testimony on the mic of how God healed her. See, sometimes you cannot decide the time frame. But if you are utterly convinced of the word of God and what it says, in God's willingness to heal somebody, and you will not let anything else shake your faith. No, it's done. I'll, it's cool. Mark 16, 15, we're out. Peace. It will be done. It will be done. So don't govern what you see. Don't base what you... No, no, no. If I pray for somebody, I believe that it's done. I believe. And my belief is what causes God to show up. Amen? Amen? And now, I want to read another scripture. Acts 3.16 And by faith in his name, this, these Pharisees were, were harassing this guy, saying, you know, uh, Peter, Paul, or was it Peter and John? Say, Peter and John, this guy, he, you know, with his hand in chapter 3, uh, tell us what you're doing here, Peter and John. You're doing some crazy stuff. You know, we're examining you before this council. How is this man made healthy? And P Peter goes, and just, he says, by faith in his name has this man been made strong. See, how, how is this guy, he used to be lame in front, in front of the gate, beautiful. How is he well now? And Peter said, by faith in his name has this man been made strong. That's as easy as it is. When we pray, guess what? We have faith in the name of Jesus. It's just faith. You're going to be healed, brother, by faith in the name of Jesus. As easy as that. By faith in the name of Jesus. You have the same power as Peter and John and all the others did. Last thing I want to talk to you about is Hebrews 11.1. 1. God is faithful and he wants to use us. Amen. But not only is it incumbent upon God's faithfulness 
but also our faithfulness to God. We must remain faithful. Hebrews 11, chapter 8, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. You see, he was to receive an inheritance, but to get there, he had to go by faith. And some of you young men, you've been called to a place. Some young women, you've been called to a place. You've been called to God. You've been called to a place to receive an inheritance. But you will not receive your inheritance unless you by faith go. Unless you are faithful to what God has called you to. Amen. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise in the foreign land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, hires with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose builder and designer is God. We are looking for that city whose designer is God. And our faithfulness to Him will get us to our inheritance in Him. So this, the, another scripture says, Set off every, put, put, cast off every sin that so easily besets you. Cast out the sin, the things that are hindering you, the, the, any striving, any fighting. Cast off everything that so easily besets you so that you can lay hold of the city whose maker is God. And be faithful to God. Obey His Word. Obey His Word. Not just in the area of supernatural, but obey His Word for daily living. The blessing of God will be upon your life. The blessing of Abraham will be upon your life. Who believed God and obeyed God. Isn't there a wonderful blessing upon obeying God? When God spoke to Abraham, he said, Abraham, go, go sacrifice your son. And what did Abraham do? He obeyed. And because of that, God said, I will make you. Your ancestors of the, as of the sand of the sea. As normal as the sand of the sea. And today you realize you're a part. You're, you sitting here in this room are a manifestation of that ancestors as the sand of the sea. Because do you realize that you are children of Abraham? Abraham. You are of Abraham's children. You are children of Abraham by faith. You see, because the promise of Abraham, if you read, it says uh, so that the uh, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law so that the promise of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So the promised blessing of the spirit. Of the Holy Spirit that in the Old Testament only resided on the Jew now comes into the extended family of the Gentile through 
faith in Jesus incorporated by faith were children of Abraham because we believe God. We believe God. So believe God's word, what it says when, when healing, but believe God's word when it comes to your actions and living for him and 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 pressing in moving forward and to get to that city whose builder and maker is god amen and we and that's the whole goal of everything that we would encounter god amen that's you know i love miracles but i want to encounter god i want to encounter god yeah i love to see healings but i want to see god We have to keep the right things the right things. We have, to, we have to prioritize what we're looking for. Are we looking for God? Well, if you're looking for God, you'll see the miracles. Press into God like never before. Get as close as you can to the power source. Be faithful to him. Obey his word. Believe his word. Do what it says, and you're going to see. Amen. The promised Holy Spirit moved like never before, amen? I really feel like that was for your house, Pastor Scott. I really do. That, that there was a, that there's a call, I believe, of obedience. Of obedience. And does that sound easy? No, it's not. But when you love God, it's not hard. When you're in love with God, you want to do what he says. When you love God, you realize you can trust him. Amen. So guard your faith. Know that God loves you. We can trust God. Amen. We can trust him when he leads us. Love him. Trust him. Obey him. Holy Spirit, come right now. 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 Come and do what you want to do right now. We believe you right now, Holy Spirit. We believe you right now. We believe that you want to touch us. We believe that you want to heal us. We believe how good you are. Let that sink in to our spirit, God, of how valid, how real your word is. Let it sink into us how good you are, how wonderful you are, how you love people. Lord, reveal to us how good you are and, and how you see us, that we're your children, that you accept us. That you love us, that you take care of us, that not a not a bird falls to the ground without you knowing. How much more important are we? I thank you, God, that you love us, that in your presence is peace and joy and love and healing, everything that we need. I thank you, Jesus. I just speak healing over this entire 
place right now, this entire house and river of life, I speak healing. I speak a blessing of healing over this entire ministry of river of life. I speak a blessing of healing over every family in river of life of family restoration. Inner healing. I speak a blessing over every family in River of Life Church of inner healing. I speak a blessing over every family in River of Life Church of supernatural healing in your body. Of supernatural miracles. I speak a blessing of miracle activation over River of Life Church in the name of Jesus. Now. Now I feel the presence of the Lord beginning to move a little bit different. I feel miracles. I feel an anointing for miracles. It's strong. It feels kind of heavy. Come, Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit. We receive it. We receive what you're doing. Come to us right now. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. God, we come in agreement with what you're doing. We declare right now in the name of Jesus. Everybody pray with me. In the name of Jesus, we declare that she is healed now in Jesus' name. I really feel that, that there's another person with neck problems here. Raise your hand. Anybody else? Stand up. Be healed in Jesus' name. Test your neck. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Come on. What do you feel in your neck right now? What's different? It doesn't hurt. Was it hurting earlier today? Yeah. How long has it been hurting you? About three weeks. Straight? Yeah. Continuous? Uh-huh. What was the pain on a scale of one to ten? Probably four. Four? So you hadn't had any relief for three weeks? Right. What happened just now? It's gone. It feels fine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Uh, hold on, hold on. Everybody stretch your hands towards her. Maybe just one catcher or something. <laughs> I'm starting to get drunk. 
But there's knee problems getting healed right now. Who has knee problems? Raise your hand. Stand up. In the name of Jesus, I command both your knees to be healed. Ooh, in Jesus' name. Name of Jesus, I command I command both of these knees to be healed. Ooh, in Jesus' name. Test it, test it, test it. Anybody else in need problems? Raise your hand. Anybody else in need problems? Anybody else? He's sending forth his word. That's what Psalms 127 says. He sent forth his word. That's what a word of knowledge is. God sends forth his word. And he heals us and delivers us from all of our destructions. In the name of Jesus, I command these needs to be healed now in Jesus' name. <sighs> Anybody here had tonsil problems? Raise your hands. Tonsil? Anybody had ta tonsil? Just the Holy Spirit. Just, this is, I'm just flowing with the Holy Ghost right now. Whatever the Holy Ghost drops in my spirit. This is another thing about words that about healing you want to operate in healing just learn to listen for words of knowledge it goes hands in hand with the healing ministry any just any word sickness body part the lord puts in your spirit you can automatically believe that the lord is going to heal that when he drops it that means he's he's dropping that in your spirit because he wants to do that what god reveals he heals say that with me what god reveals be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Take it. See, the, the Holy Spirit comes to confirm His Word. If His Word, the Word of Knowledge, is God's healing tonsils, guess what? The Holy Spirit comes to do the Word. Because the the signs and wonders follow the word amen stand up do you need healing in your eyes be healed in the eyes now in jesus name i just really felt that i don't i don't know i saw a lot of eyes healed in zimbabwe in Africa, we lined up like I got a word of knowledge on eyes, and like four or five people got healed one after another. And I actually feel that right now. Anybody else need eyes? Raise your hand right now. Stand up. Be healed in the eyes now in Jesus' name. Command you have 2020 vision, maybe Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I command these eyes to be healed now. In Jesus' name. I order these eyes to have 20-20 vision. Now, in Jesus' name. Anybody else with eyes? Stand up. Sorry? He's got it. I don't know if my theology... Let's me believe that somebody can get healed on somebody else's faith. In the name of Jesus, I command these eyes to be healed in Jesus' name now. Stand up. 
I feel it strong right now. I don't know. <laughs> I feel it strong. In the name of Jesus, I command these eyes to have two miracles. No, in the name of Jesus. No. Can you see better now? And it was like real clear and like everything used to be fuzzy and like, cause like I wear glasses and when I don't wear them, everything's gray. So what are you seeing now? Like, like, I don't know. I see like more colors than I used to and like everything's more clear. Isn't that cool? What about you? How are you seeing now? You feel something crazy in your eyes a little bit? I command these eyes to have complete healing now in Jesus' name. Groom! Command the vision to be perfectly 2020 in the name of Jesus Christ. Ow. Do you have knee problems? Do you have knee? Well, yeah, kind of. That's not debilitating. <laughs> well, we'd have a real problem if it was debilitating, wouldn't it? We'd have you up here if it was debilitating. Isn't that funny? I love it when people say, "Well, I just have this 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 one little toe missing." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't miss it that bad. It's like, well, God healed me of my broken back, but I'm not sure if He wants to do anything for my toe. Maybe that's just a word of knowledge joke for you. Her toe is also hurting her, too. <laughs> Stand up. You're, Josh is marking you ten different ways right now. Probably going to drop another word of knowledge somehow. Come here. The Father, thank you. It's a word to heal Wendy right now. Even though she's a little shy, I thank you that you still heal the shy. In the name of Jesus, I take authority, and I command, are you going to receive prayer? In the name of Jesus, I take authority, and I command the toe and the knee to be healed. No! In Jesus' name! Now, just receive it. I didn't mean to scare you there. Fire! <laughs> Anybody else with toe problems? Raise your hand right now. Anybody else? Kind of feel that right now. Anybody else with toe problems? Wave your, or feet? Toe or feet? Stand up. Stand up. Be healed in your toes and feet now. In Jesus' name. Take it. Take it. Stand up. Do you need some toe healing? 
In the name of Jesus, I command your toes and feet to be healed now in the name of Jesus. Whoa. Felt it that time. Do you feel change? What was wrong with it before? In the name of Jesus, I command all these bones to fuse and be healed in this foot in the name of Jesus Christ. Now! Try it, test it, move it, do something with it. What's, what, how's your toe feel now? Okay, so it feels good, but it is a little tingly still. But my knee. Tingly, as in the Holy Spirit tingly, or a tingly and another kind of tingly? Another kind of tingly. <laughs> That's okay. I what, what was wrong with it before? <laughs> Why did you look at me and laugh like that? <laughs> They're all going to laugh at me. Because I either dropped something on it, or... <laughs> Was it really that funny, how it happened? Are you crying or laughing? <laughs> You're doing like both at the same time. <laughs> Stand up. Fire! <laughs> you guys might want to move. She's probably going to get blasted. Fire! <laughs> Take it! That's okay, kids. She's just drunk in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> just come back around this way, guys. Who's got back problems? Raise your hand. Come on, kiddos. That's you. Raise your hand. You got back problems? Come here. Be healed now in Jesus' name. Test your back. I command your back to shift in Jesus' name. The other day I was at this church, Faith Temple, in Rome, Texas, preaching. It was like two Sundays ago. And this dude comes up. I said, I feel like there's somebody with back problems. And you've been to the doctor recently. It's pretty serious. Who are you? Lift up your hands. This one dude raised his hands. And I prayed for him, and God touched him. And I was like, bro, do something, you know? You know, how can we test this? And he's like, he goes, I'm going to do something that I haven't done since I was a kid. And I was like, oh, boy. I was thinking to myself, what are you going to do, brother? I was like, well, we're in the house of the Lord. If he does something crazy, God's going to back him up. I was like, go for it, man. And so 
I mean, like something's going to happen bad, like when he's doing something by faith, you know, and at God's house. So he goes like this. <laughs> 